to Love podcast. We are your hosts, Carla and Caleb. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast where we focus on sharing how we navigate life as a more to love couple. Being a plus size couple, I guess you could say we're thick with three C's. And we are embarking on a journey to a healthier lifestyle while also sharing what makes us more to love. So let's dive right in. We had a quicker turnaround this time for part two of our love story because of the hiatus that we had taken. Also, it so happened that it worked out for us to be able to upload this on our anniversary. So we thought what better way than to finalize just concluding how our love story came to be than doing it on a significant date for us and being able to release it for you all on that date. So with that said, this is going to be our part two of our love story on our anniversary. How do you feel about that? About damn time. (laughs) Why about damn time? The world needs to know how I look. Okay. Yeah, I think think we can both say that it's a great day to be in love, huh? You betcha. You think you're so funny, huh? I don't think I'm funny at all. We're excited to be coming to you all with our second part of the love story because yeah we have a long history together we're gonna go ahead and begin where we left off last time that we had spoken to you guys we had mentioned that caleb and i had started talking again and that we were being more consistent with being in each other's lives he was going to run lines with me by my university and yeah so from there We were starting to be more involved with each other's lives. We were talking consistently on a regular basis. And, you know, even though there was a little butterfly in there, too, for me, (laughs) I kept telling myself, he's a nice guy, but he's just not my type. You know how you have a type that you envision (laughs) that you like to date? Well, he wasn't the one that I would have envisioned I would have dated, but that just kept repeating in my head over and over again that I thought we'd just be friends, that maybe I was just reading into it too much and that we would just stay friends. I didn't know any of this. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I feel betrayed. (laughs) I swear, I feel like I laugh a lot during our podcast because you say a bunch of stuff, you know? What's to do is rehearse for lines. And if anything, I always felt like I could do better at rehearsing those. You're ridiculous. Okay, so you say obviously you liked me, but when did you know? Like, when was the moment that there was something in you that said, Bing, I like her? Well, you're the only person that I would want to talk to. Okay. (laughs) And you're the only person I ever agreed to meet up with. But was there something about me that you were just like, yeah, I like her? Absolutely. There's a fiery Latina I could sense in her. I also knew I liked Carla when... I would not stop thinking about her, and she was the only person I wanted to talk to. Okay, well, that's good to hear. This question I wanted to ask was what made you get the courage to tell me you liked me? I think I always had the courage. It's just, you know, I was very awkward. You were my first girlfriend, and I think it got easier and came to me quicker than I thought just because of the conversations we had and just how much in common we had. And just the progress of our relationship at that point. More like our friendship, not our relationship. Yeah, it's because you're friends with me. <laughs> um, so I gave you, I guess I gave you the comfort you needed to tell me you liked me? Like, did you, were you worried that I would 
reject you or it wouldn't be reciprocated? Not at all. Why? I knew you were into me. What made you say I was into you? Because you seem nervous to tell me because you were all, I, there's this girl that I've been talking to that I like. Because I, I kept remembering when I got out of the pool that one time. Oh my god. And I was not worried at all. I feel like we had a good connection at that point and I was confident in what we had. <laughs> okay, he, he, he had the- I'd be around the bush. You had the preconceived notion of that girl liking you back, huh? I set up that question in that way. So if you had rejected me, I wouldn't be heartbroken <laughs> and go eat like a 12 pack of little Debbie's. <laughs> yeah, well, when you told me that you liked me, my heart kind of dropped and I was like, oh, I had like little butterflies. I didn't say I liked you, I said I liked some girl. <laughs> Okay, and then I told you that you should tell that girl that you like her because you never know the outcome, and then that's when you told me, I like you. Oh, yeah, I guess I did, huh? Yeah. I swear, if I was in here, he probably wouldn't remember anything. That was like 10 years ago. I don't care. Men need to remember, or just people in general need to remember their love stories because one day their kids, if they have kids, will ask these questions. Yeah, when I'm like 80 years old. No. And I'm pooping in my diaper. <laughs> Anyways, when he told me that he liked me, obviously I felt the same way. I did keep battling that whole I see him as a friend. Like he said, I friend zoned him because I did. I kind of had already felt like we were just going to be friends and he was going to be friend zoned the entire time we were talking. Huh? Funny story. We're not friends. Anyways, so then he, he told me he liked me and then we later met up for our first date. And Tune in for part three. <laughs> no, we're gonna just finish it in part two. <laughs> so ridiculous. But I, I did want to say that before I dated, I always told myself that I wanted to be with a person that accepted me at my heaviest and would love me if I ever were to have lost all the weight that I lost. So I wanted somebody to be there with me in the good and the bad. So when Caleb professed his love to me, or his liking at the time, <laughs> I was excited to be with somebody who would accept and love me at every stage of my life. So I was like, yeah, he's going to be the person that will be with me when I've accomplished my weight loss goals <laughs> that I still have yet to meet. <laughs> it's okay. You accept me though, huh? You accept me. That's what I was looking for. I gained more weight in this relationship than I've ever gained. <laughs> That's a good idea for a topic on a podcast we might talk about that here in the next few episodes tune in for part six <laughs> okay anyways now we'll talk about our first date caleb and i had been very open and honest with each other about just personal crap that we were dealing with and you know we talked about like issues with mental health and obviously our weight and once we had shared that we liked each other, it became evident that we wanted to meet up and that we wanted to start seeing where things would go. So we went ahead and made our first date something quite romantic, if I do say so myself. Very romantic. It was a candlelit dinner. <laughs> no, <laughs> we actually met up at our old high school. We ended up having a little date at the track and field of our old high school. How romantic, huh? <laughs> It was candlelit dinner. It was not. <laughs> it was actually a very simple date, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. He... 
He took the bus from like, I don't know where to come meet me. He lived really far away from our old high school. And that's how cute he used to be when he liked me before. You know, now it's just kind of like, eh. I wasn't cute. I was broke. <laughs> and you didn't know how to drive and you didn't have a car that, during that time either, huh? I didn't even have a license yet. Yeah, he was 18 years old without a license. Get it together. I still drove illegally. No, no, no. One time I had him drive my car and I seriously thought he was going to get in a car crash or something because he did not know how to drive. Not even. He made his way to come see me all the way to our old high school, which was really far for him to travel on a bus, but he did it. And I ended up meeting him there. And initially when we first met, Face to face, it was the most awkward thing ever. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Probably not. I remember huh? giving you a hug. Yeah, it was the most. It was like a side hug. It was awkward. <laughs> it was so awkward. That's when I was like, yeah, friend zone. Totally. Isn't it weird. She immediately friend zoned me. No, you. It was like he was hugging one of his bros or something. But then she saw my my long beautiful hair. Yeah, that was definitely something that had to be snipped off a little bit. I was looking at my John Ripcorn from King of the Hill. <laughs> it was not. It was it was long, but it wasn't that long. I, I'm not a big long hair fan, but his hair was, it was okay. But yeah, definitely needed a little bit of a haircut there. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. My hair was, was fine. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he was very awkward. And I don't know, I just felt like he didn't, it felt like I was hugging someone that I wasn't talking to, like the person that I was talking to via text wasn't there because you weren't as in tune with your emotions as you tend to be when you text me. I was nervous. <laughs> I was also the first time I've ever met with a girl. More than friends? More than friends. <laughs> Carlo came in hot like she wanted to like, braid my hair already. <laughs> Seriously, I had to pause it because I was cracking up. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know what to expect. You were my first boyfriend as well, but I definitely wasn't expecting such an awkward interaction. So yeah, so of course you were gonna get friend zoned. Don't worry, it gets weirder. <laughs> first like 10 minutes, I was like, yeah, he's not, no. Mm -mm. I was completely wrong in assuming that we were gonna be a thing, you know? But then I guess we walked to the field, to the little grass area, and then we just, started talking and laying there and i don't know i don't remember exactly everything we talked about but do you <laughs> all i remember was bringing me some pikachu did i did i do it that first date i think so oh that's cute i'm i'm see i'm so thoughtful i brought him a little pikachu and i had sprayed my perfume on it i don't know if it was that first date i don't think it was that first date but anyways I think we were just meeting up with each other to be like, oh, we like each other. We're going to start dating, you know? So as time went on, we were, you know, settling in a little bit more and getting more comfortable with each other. Not so awkward. And then I like almost fell asleep on him. <laughs> Do you she remember? A bit. <laughs> Did I really? Yeah, she drooled and... <laughs> Such a liar. I had to go home and wash it off. You're such a liar. Don't listen to him. He is such a liar. But I felt comfortable around him, so that's what mattered to me. And yeah, I was just like, okay, yeah, I could see this again. So I unfriendzoned him at the end of the night, and I drove him to his friend's house once we were done meeting up. 
And the goodbye was awkward as heck as well. <laughs> he wasn't lying when he said there's more. Do you want to share and elaborate? I think Carla had some high expectations from all these reality shows and movies that she watches. <laughs> but I'm not easy, okay? <laughs> I wasn't going to go in for the kiss. But what I did, I did it for the bros. I gave her a high five. <laughs> He's so awkward. I yeah, maybe I was expecting to see if he'd bust a move or something, you know, but no, he was so awkward and he was like, um, okay, bye, and gave me a handshake, all weird. You gotta take me to dinner first. So I left Giddy home and, you know, he went with his friends and then from there, it went maybe like two, I'd say like three to five days passed and I hadn't heard from him. So I was like, wow, I'm like, leave it to Caleb to ghost me again. <laughs> Do you remember that? I'm a ghost writer. He was a broke ghostwriter who didn't have a phone. He, he, he would message me on, on Wi-Fi, so... I was broke. I, I, I don't even think I had a job at this point. I think McDonald's came a few months later. That's what I was telling you. My bad. But, yeah, so, yeah, I was like, did I do something wrong? Did he change his mind? Like, right after that day, right after, he, I hadn't heard from him for a few days, and then he messaged me later saying, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. My phone didn't have service, and I ended up staying at my friend's longer than I planned. And I was like, okay, I'm glad I, I'm glad you're okay. You know, I was, like, thinking he he was just trying to ghost me, but glad it wasn't that. So then that's why I think when you started working at McDonald's and you started to get busier, which meant that our communication wasn't as great as it used to be, or, you know, we weren't talking as much as we used to. Yeah, I was so young that I didn't know how to balance my, my work life and my personal life, so stopped us from talking as much as we did. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, I just started to feel a disconnect and I kind of communicated it to him and... You know, I just didn't feel that he was putting enough effort into our relationship. I don't know. He just freaked out, I guess, because he told me that he needed a few days to think about it, like to see if we were going to be able to work out and that he needed time. Why did you need time? I don't get it. I don't think I needed time to think about our relationship. It was more of like me starting to finally work and figure out my life with school. Now, I know I never had a girlfriend before, so... <laughs> I really didn't know how to be in a relationship, so that was the difficult part for me. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand what he needs. I, I don't know. I was just like, what's what's his doubts, you know? I, yeah, because it seemed like you had some doubts in the beginning. Not at all. You were my spicy Latina. You're such a liar, I swear. I did the whole Twilight thing where I imprinted on you. I, I'm not even kidding you. When he told me that, I was just like so hurt. I was like, okay, I guess this is over then. You know, in my head, I was like, this is over. And I was like, why does he, and him needing a few days was kind of upsetting to me because, you know, he had committed to something and it wasn't, I guess, what he expected. Or I don't know what he was going through mentally during those few days. But then when he was ready, he reached out to me. And at that point, I was like, you know what? No, I'm I'm not going to even entertain this crap. So I had spoke to my friends and just in general myself that I deserve somebody that knew what they wanted. And whenever we met up, because he said, let's meet up, I was determined to break up with him. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. You told me that like five years later. <laughs> no, I told you that in the car that day. <laughs> I was just like, I don't appreciate you 
in a sense, giving me silent treatment so quick into us beginning our relationship. So I was just determined to be done at that point. You were so quick to want to abandon me. That's how I felt about you. And I was like, no, I'm not going to take this crap, you know. I'm a catch, so if he can't see that, then that's on him. I am also a catch. Mm -hmm. But I was also very young and stupid. <laughs> that, that's that's kind of my excuse, you know. So you don't, yeah. I, I was always like, what caused it? What what were his doubts? Just because she didn't want to give me a kiss on our first date. Okay, that's not it. Oh, man. Okay, so whenever we met up again, what gave you the clarity that you needed to keep dating? I think I saw how passionate you were about just our relationship up to that point. Well, that was like what you were thinking, the days you took to think about it. And then when you met up with me again, when you requested to see me. I don't know, I had a good talk with my friends, who are also my groomsmen. What did they tell you? <laughs> they told me I was being an idiot. <laughs> While we were smoking hookah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why did they tell you you were being an idiot? Because you were unsure? So I just stopped talking to you and, I don't know, they had their own relationships and didn't think that was the right thing to do. They're wise men. I appreciate them. Yeah, look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that, you know, we were able to communicate just our concerns and our doubts and I was able to just accept it and you know I didn't break up with him like I had intended to that day. I also low-key miss you but I'll never admit that to you. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I missed him too. I was all sad. I miss the perfume that you used to wear now. <laughs> I know. It was, it, it was like a Mariah Carey perfume but yeah I've, they don't make it anymore anyways. So then from there we were back to normal and just started dating again I guess <laughs> I felt like we were starting over as months progressed you know it wasn't long enough before Caleb and I said the L word to each other so Caleb when did you know you loved me you already know this question's coming when I knew that I loved you was I don't know just kind of how we progressed in our relationship and you were always there for me and no, we had some good memories together and we could always laugh and just kind of be ourselves so i felt the butterflies I felt like maybe two or three in there <laughs> and uh, i said it yeah and you know when he said it i said it right back because it just felt right to say it and i know a, f a few of our friends would say it's too soon to be saying i love you and I don't know, we just felt it at the moment, so we said it to each other. And yeah, I just felt like I didn't want to be with anyone else. He was the one I wanted to be with, so. Then I kept telling her, let's go to Vegas, meet Elvis, get married, right then and there. He never said that. That's a lie. <laughs> I told her I had a 10-year plan. <laughs> we'll have to elaborate on that here in a little bit. We were able to tell each other we loved each other within a few months, and... Yeah, I just think that our relationship kept growing from there. But I did want to share a funny story because as the unexperiencedness of the both of us arised, I was waiting for a few months for a kiss. You know, it took like a while for him to kiss me. I had to make sure I was comfortable with you. Is that really why? No, you were my first girlfriend <laughs> and I didn't know when to make a move. <laughs> I was just getting so like antsy about it. I just wanted it to happen because, you know, it was like the elephant in the room. And 
we would just we wouldn't be very touchy feely with each other because I don't know he was just not comfortable with it yet or he just didn't know you know you could hold my hand or <laughs> I don't know we were just like completely friend zoned the first few months. I don't want to force myself onto you. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, is he ever gonna kiss me or no? So then I took matters into my own hands again, you know, putting my pride aside, and I was just being the spicy Latina that I am, and I grabbed him, and just a disclaimer, if there's kids around, you may want to cover their ears, but back to my story here. So I grabbed him, and I said, quit being a little bitch, <laughs> and I went in for the kiss. I was just like, come on, can you do it already? So the fact that he didn't brought the aggressive Latina out in me, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna break through this elephant in the room and just get it out of the way. I felt like the Lion King when Simba was being raised up to the whole <laughs> pride rock. All I heard was the circle of life playing behind me. <laughs> Then it was over. No, at that point, once once I broke through that awkwardness, it was a lot better for us moving forward. It was like mac and cheese. How? Like we're macking. Oh my god, no. God, that is so... You're, you're embarrassing, you know what? I'll leave it just for the, the purpose of funny, you know? <laughs> it was like avocado toast on Saturday mornings. <laughs> That was a funny little, you know, thing in our story. I had to break through his walls and I had to do a lot of the moves that I wouldn't typically be expecting to do, but I did it for you. I was helping her get out of her comfort zone. You needed to help yourself get out of your own comfort zone. <laughs> but yeah, so as our relationship progressed, you know, the first year, we were, if you will, in the honeymoon phase, definitely, and we had a lot of great times. We spent a lot of time in the park because Caleb couldn't afford to take me out to eat. Not true. Yes, because the first date we had, I took us out to eat, remember? Not true, because Carla was the person that didn't want to eat in front of me, so oh, we would never please. go You even told me that you, later on, that you, you, you were broke. You were all, a kid's broke. I was broke, but I wasn't that broke. <laughs> Yeah, so I took us out to eat for the first time to Dion's. Where I spilled my entire water cup on her. <laughs> Breaking the ice, huh? There was ice in it. <laughs> we were we had a really good relationship that first year for sure, and then we we did have a little bump, a few bumps in the road, but for the most part, we were really strong and united. And then once we hit about the year mark, I started to just second guess our relationship, and I started to question whether we were going to be it for each other. Remember? Oh, I remember. I cried and I cried. <laughs> I felt so bad. I definitely, that was definitely probably one of the hardest parts of our relationship, but I cried with you. It wasn't just you. No, I don't cry no more. <laughs> he says he's done all his crying that he'll ever do for me. I'm like, can you please save a little bit of tears for when I walk down the aisle, please? That's like cliche. I want to see him cry. I mean, if I would see him cry, I'd be like, oh, wow, he really thinks I look amazing. I'm going to put some eye drops <laughs> before we walk down that aisle. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I started to just really doubt our relationship because we had only been dating each other. Like, we had no experience dating other people. And, you know, based on what I grew up seeing or being around, I had friends that dated other people. It wasn't just the first one that they dated is who they ended up with. So I don't know. I just started second guessing and doubting our relationship, which was dumb. I see that now. <laughs> 
I was just thinking, how can we really know if we're each other's soulmates if we haven't, you know, dated around or we haven't really explored other relationships? How do we know we're it for each other? Or what if, like, later in life we feel that we didn't have that fulfillment? So that drives a wedge in our relationship. And I was just scared, to be honest. So that made me want to break up with him at the time. So I had suggested to him that we take a break and it crushed him and seeing how it crushed him crushed me. During that time that we were trying to figure that out, we were always talking with each other. And there was a time where I was at a friend's house and I ended up breaking my foot. <laughs> and that was the time that really kind of set the tone for our relationship because it was during that time that I realized that he was the one, and it took me breaking my foot to realize that. Thank goodness for alcohol. <laughs> so a little backstory on how I broke my foot. I was dancing. It's funny because I was dancing to this song called Intentalo, which means try it. It's in Spanish. And I tried it. So I was dancing, and I tried it, and then I <laughs> stepped on the wrong foot. Or I don't know what happened, but I ended up breaking my fifth metatarsal bone yeah and when i broke my foot i didn't want to be with anyone else like i just really wanted him to be by my side as i went to the hospital i immediately called him and i went for him so he could take me to the hospital and yeah it was in that moment that i just knew that i wanted to be with him and nobody else so <laughs> i'm glad i went through that experience because i had that epiphany of knowing he's the one so when you have that clarity you know what you want and that's what I needed. So I'm glad that that happened because it made us stronger. And yeah, that's why we've been together so long because we can really see that we're each other's soulmates. Right, babe? Absolutely. <laughs> can you say that more, more, <laughs> less sarcastically? <laughs> it was definitely a trying time in our relationship, but I was always there no matter what. And I prevailed, as you guys might say. <laughs> with my relentless communication with Carla. <laughs> yeah. We got to talk to her every day even though we were technically on a break. Yeah, I remember one time he showed up to my house without me telling him to come and I'm like, really? <laughs> she sent me away. I made him go right back home. I felt so bad. But yeah, now I don't get that cuteness anymore. It's like I'm paying the price for not accepting it when he gave it to me before, huh? You're making, you're making me pay the price, huh? No, we're adults now. No, I think that should never stop the cuteness. The cuteness hasn't stopped. <laughs> it's just within our own home now. <laughs> oh yeah, so cute with your tone sometimes, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so that was definitely something we had a struggle with, but we were able to get through it and it made us stronger. So now we can go ahead and talk about how long we've been together. I'll let you talk about that. We've been together a full eight years now. Now that our podcast has been launched today. So I guess you guys can imagine our anniversary is the 30th of April. And we've been together since 2013. Yes, we have. <laughs> and I was a baby. We both were. You were just, what, seven months younger than me? She robbed the cradle, as they would say. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, we've been together for eight years. We've been a strong unit for eight years. We've gone through so much these past eight years. We're glad to finally be able to share that we've been together eight years. I know you were keeping it so secret. It's because I wanted to share it on our podcast where we talk about our love story, and it just so happened to 
play out that we launch it on our actual anniversary. It's like the cards aligned for it to happen for our anniversary date. So it was just all written in the stars. Yeah, it's like one of those cheesy songs that we love movies. <laughs> I know, I love me, my romance comedies and my romance movies. I live for that. But yeah, so we've been together for a while. It's crazy. We're almost a decade into our relationship here. But do you want to talk about the proposal since that was your thing? You could talk about the 10 year plan that you had. Oh boy, this is for you. <laughs> 10 year plan is a great plan. Not only does it show the commitment your loved one has, but it also makes you stronger. I'm just rolling my eyes right now. <laughs> Anyways, we're almost at a 10 year plan. It's not gonna happen if you cut it short, short one year. So. <laughs> you lucked out. But talk about the proposal then. Our proposal was supposed to be perfect. I had envisioned this day for 10 years. <laughs> and oh. Carla, let's, let's just say Carla, she's late. Put it that way, she's late. I was sitting there, I went to our local botanical garden and I had called my mom, I had called her mom, I had called her sister so she could take photos of us and just kind of be there to witness it all and take video. And uh, she was the one that was doing Carla's makeup, so that took like five hours. I don't know why it took that long. All of us were just waiting there, her brother, her mom, my family, and her sister, just kind of wanting to make sure we get the proposal and get it done within a good amount of time, because the plan was to do the proposal and then kind of walk around the botanical gardens and, and take photos and, and different areas. Now we can kind of get a variety of pictures, but Carla was uh, five or six hours late to this proposal. And when she had finally shown up, we only had 30 minutes left until it closed. So it was, a, it was a short proposal, but Carla was very surprised and I kind of felt like she knew it was coming, but especially when I told her to meet me somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so let me preface it with, I had to work that day and had he planned it a little bit better. That's what the wedding's for. He would have like made sure I didn't work that day because that cut into me getting ready. So I had to work and then I had to go. I had like half a day at work and then I had to go home and get ready. He had told me to get ready because we were going to go somewhere special. You know, there was a part of me that had a feeling that this was going to happen. But I get home and my sister was telling me, what are you doing today? And I was kind of thrown off by that because... I was worried that if she needed me, I wasn't going to be available. But she, she, when I told her I was going to get ready to go on a date with Caleb, she said, I'll help you get ready. So she did my hair, she did my makeup, and then I got dressed. But doing my makeup took the longest, so that's what made us late. <laughs> but it was also because I had to work half a day, so I didn't have that time to get ready ahead of time. So then whenever he told me to drive to the location, I got to the botanical gardens and then we started walking to like this little area in the botanical gardens. It's like the center, right? I don't know. It's like a really pretty area. And then that's when I saw everyone there and I was like, okay, I, I know. I had a feeling, you know, and also our moms were really bad at keeping a secret. They were like being so obvious, you know, but Either way, it doesn't matter that I had a feeling it was going to happen because it was still just as emotional. I started crying. I, I was a little embarrassed with how um, dramatic I was crying. <laughs>
But yeah, so then he asked me to marry him. You didn't say yes, guys. Oh my god, yes I did. But what made you want to propose to me, finally, because of this dang 10 year plan that you had me on? I thought maybe I should cut it short, you know, we've been together for quite some time and I couldn't imagine my life without you. So I'm like, she's ready. I had already primed her with my 10 year plan. Thought I had her in the bag with thinking it was gonna take that long. But uh, yeah, our parents kind of did a bad job <laughs> hiding the fact that that was gonna happen. Yeah, they were definitely very obvious, but he had, I had already known that he was planning on proposing because he wrote down the ring and just like a budget for the ring in our budget book. I'm like, how are you going to write it in a notebook that we use nope. to do bills on? I don't get it. Nope. This was my private journal. This was not uh, our budget book. Carla invaded my book. We both use it for that purpose. Uh -uh. I had budget stuff on there too. I caught that he was going to propose and I just couldn't keep it to myself because I'm a very honest person and I went and told him, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I saw that you were going to buy a ring and he was a little upset with me. It's going to be a promise ring. Oh, see. <laughs> so then he was like, well, now it's not going to happen when you, when I planned for it to happen. What, what did you have to change the date or date change for when you wanted to propose? No, it was the same. When did you propose? The 30th of April. <laughs> Two years ago. So, two years already. Yeah, you proposed April 30th, 2019. Wow, two years has gone by so quickly. Yeah, it really has. <laughs> so yeah, the significance of April 30th has continued to live on throughout our relationship. And, you know, I appreciated that he did it on such a significant date. It also made it that much more obvious that it might happen because <laughs> it's our anniversary, but it's okay. I am very happy with how it all happened. So were you not ready until the six year mark or what took six years? Because you guys, it took him six years to propose. Six years, I'm like, oh my God. I know some people go longer and to those of you that have gone six or more years, I know how you feel, but <laughs> were you not ready at the at before or? Keep up these questions, it's gonna be a five year engagement. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, I was broke and I didn't really prepare to buy a ring and I just kind of pulled the trigger on it because I'm like, it's now or never. And I have a, a pretty good job that pays me pretty well. So if I was always ready, it's just a matter of getting you the ring that I thought you deserved. And <laughs> you're so sweet. Well, yeah, he did get me a very beautiful ring, everybody. Everybody always says it's so pretty. I joke with him and I say that if he ever wants to give me even a bigger ring, I will definitely appreciate it one day. Maybe when we celebrate our 10 years, since he had me on this 10 year plan, you know, we could do a little upgrades of our rings, both of us. Now some advice for the fellas. <laughs> if you're not a fella, you can go ahead and turn off the podcast. But if you're a fella, this is for you. Make sure you keep the dates as close as possible to your original dates that you guys started dating makes it easier. I didn't want to get married in September. I wanted April 30th. That way I don't forget the dates. Oh my God. <laughs> this is for the fellas. You're not supposed to be on the podcast right now. Well, I am on the podcast right now. Okay, so he jumped the gun here because he shared when we were planning on getting married, but that was going to be the next topic that we actually covered. So I'll go ahead and take it away by saying just what happened with our dates. So our dates have been moved three times. Here's the story. So we were supposed to get married 
at a venue called Noah's Event Venue. And I know that this event venue is across the states. It's not just in New Mexico, but they went bankrupt. So we had booked our venue with them last November of 2019. It was in November of 20, was it 2019 or 2020? 2019 because COVID. Uh, thank you, COVID. Now I'll never forget that 2020 was the year of COVID. <laughs> but it was in November of 2019 that we had booked our venue and with Noah's. And we were going to get married October 9th of 2021. However, once February came of 2020, before COVID started becoming so big, we were told that our event venue was going bankrupt and that they were closing their doors to all people and that we were going to lose out on what we paid for. So I was just mortified, you know, I was like, we had put pretty big deposit down and we were like, what are we going to do now? That, that was our dream venue and it was just completely ruined for us because you know dirty work was done on the back end how are they not going to know they're going to go bankrupt literally like a few months into us booking the reservation to have the venue there and then them closing down four months later it doesn't make sense right it was pretty bad i know i had gone to the venue that we wanted to have just to kind of ask some questions especially about like the bankruptcy now what's going to happen with, with the venue entirely and there was like, I think like maybe 12, 15 couples that were supposed to have their wedding there either in the, in the coming months or like in the coming weeks. And they're just saying that they're so sorry that they couldn't do anything more for them and that, that the venue was closing and they can't do anything else for them. And from what I understand, a lot of people lost out on a lot of money as well, especially people having a wedding in a few weeks at that location. And I was like, for our venue alone, it was like $7,000 just to book it. So people may have had that, like extra packages added to it, which cost way more. But that was just kind of the base amount that we were paying for. Yeah, and they had even offered us like this package where we were going to get certain discounts. And I don't know, it just now seems like it was very thought out for it to be that way because they wanted us to book with them. And they were trying to do anything to get to that. Luckily, we were able to recover our funds, though, because we paid with our credit card. So just as advice to any person planning their wedding, don't pay anything cash. Pay everything with your credit card and save your receipts and just everything you can possibly save contracts so that you can avoid this in the future of losing out on your money. We were very lucky and I'm very blessed and thankful that we didn't have to lose out on that money because it was a good grand. Yeah, shout out to Chase Bank. <laughs> That'd be cool. Anyways, but yeah, so that was our original date. We were going to go with October 9th of 2021. You know, it would have been really great if we went with our anniversary date, but it wasn't going to be on a day that we wanted it for in that year. I think it was going to fall like on a Thursday or Friday. Yeah, it was going to fall on a Thursday or Friday. Actually, it would have fallen yeah on a Friday, but because we're going to have people coming from other states and even from Mexico, I wanted to have it on a Saturday. So it wasn't just, it was just not going to work out for us. So then we went ahead and found another venue. Shout out to Old Town Farm. If anybody in Albuquerque is looking for a venue, Old Town Farm is a great, beautiful venue. We're not sponsored by them to say this, but they really stepped up when we needed a venue and they offered us the dates that you know, they had available and tried to make it work with us. So we're just very happy to have our wedding there. It was 
either that venue that we were going for or Noah's prior to getting Noah's but then the fact that they went bankrupt just worked out for us to have it there so I'm just happy that we'll be able to have it somewhere where we can have the amount of people we want to have for our wedding so then when we moved it to Old Town Farm this was again prior to COVID just going crazy we booked it for September 18th of 2021 because they didn't have October 9th available somebody had already taken that date so we had to change our date to September a month before and we were okay with it we wanted a fall wedding we were fine with it it was just a month before and you know I was excited for it to be my birthday month I think September is the best month don't you agree no April is definitely the best <laughs> not for me I'm puffy eyes and runny nose all month long December is the best month. Christmas is my holiday. I know he's so, so in love with Christmas. It's so cute. So then we had to postpone our wedding yet again because September's coming up here in a few months. We're barely starting to get things back to normal again, as normal as they can be. We're still having to wear masks. And to be honest, I do not want to walk down the aisle with a mask on. If I could avoid it, I would rather wait a few more months or a year to get married and not have to restrict myself or our guest list or you know make so much accommodations and changes that we're not wanting to make so we had to postpone it yet again huh yeah which is fine with me because we're the ones paying for our wedding so it just helps us out financially too yeah i mean i was kind of bummed out about it because i just want to get married already but there are so many more reasons why it's better to wait than there are to not wait. So we're going to go ahead and wait it out and we're going to end up getting married on our anniversary. So we're going to get married April 30th of 2022. So that's going to be a year from now. Talk about a sign from the universe, huh? For us to get married on our anniversary date all along. Yeah, don't mess with fate. <laughs> Yes, I agree. It was fate all along for us to just get married on our anniversary date, which holds so much more significance, and I'm very happy with that. Yeah, same, same here. I know we would love it to happen sooner, but I always wanted to get married on our anniversary, so Carla's the one that tried to fight me on it this whole time, but thank you, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> this is my thing with it. First, I wanted a fall theme. Second, during this time of year in Albuquerque, allergy season is at its peak. And unfortunately for me, I have the worst symptoms when allergy season is here. I literally am just so allergic to the pollen and just all of the new changes with the spring that I didn't want to be miserable for my wedding day. I didn't want to have to worry about having allergy attack or symptoms or, you know, just being a hot mess because I can be on the hot mess express when allergy season comes aboard. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. It's pretty bad. It's really bad. It's very, very miserable. It seems like I'm going through a cold. But you know what? I've noticed that this last week hasn't been too terrible. So I'm praying that it'll be the same next year. But either way, I'm not going to change the date any longer because I just want to get married and I'm going to make a fall theme during the spring. You best believe that. Anyways, so as we get to planning again, we will have a podcast or a few devoted to just our wedding planning and helpful for us so that we can kind of share some ideas that may help you all if you're planning a wedding yourself. But we'll talk more on that in other episodes that come. Moving on, we want to go ahead and talk about the inspiration for our podcast name. So More to Love stems from a 
few different things. First, it's our wedding hashtag, hashtag more to love. And also we're a plus size couple, like we say in our greeting, thick with three C's. So we thought it'd be interesting or just a unique way to say it differently by saying more to love. And it's a better way of phrasing it, if I do say so myself. Would you agree? Yeah, it's a more body positive <laughs> thing on fat, you know. <laughs> Oh goodness, yes. And Moore is his last name, so we're going to be the Moors one day, hopefully. No, we're not. We're going to be on Chondo. If you want to take my family's name, by all means. We're going to take both my family's names, so we're going to be Caleb and Carla on Chondo Yazi. Oh my god. <laughs> we will not. You're silly. But yeah, Moore is his last name. That's why it's M-O-O-R-E rather than M-O-R-E. But those are just a little bit of the technicalities there. And finally, our desire to take you all on a journey with how we navigate life as a plus size couple. Thick with five C's as Caleb says and more to love couple. So we wanted to do a podcast that reflects that in our name. So that's why we did more to love as we try to be healthier versions of ourselves. I said three C's. Are you saying I'm thicker? <laughs> oh, I thought you said five C's. My bad. And just going back to our second episode, part one of our love story, we did talk about how our weight brought us together. And, you know, we were brought together through that common goal of wanting to lose weight. And it has been a big part of our relationship and wanting to be the healthier versions of ourselves. So it just all played out perfectly for us to have a podcast about our weight and how we navigate being healthier versions of ourselves. But I really think that our struggle with our weight is what brought us together and has been so big in our relationship and wanting to be healthier versions of ourselves. Yas, queen. I really think that our weight kind of gave us a framework for just kind of how we communicated with one another and like you, were, like you said, brought us together and kind of helped us develop other feelings and why we've been together for eight years, not only because of our weight, but the love that we have for each other. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. Well, this concludes how we came to being a couple. And how we've been able to be together for eight long, happy, hardworking years together. So looking back at the last eight years, did you think eight years ago that you'd be here today, that we would be a couple and that we would be planning a life together, getting a house, getting married? No, not at all. I never thought we would be in a relationship, especially with how we were in high school. So times are, are wild. Yeah, and just the chemistry and the connection that you make with someone that you initially think that won't be there, sometimes it surprises you. But I'm very happy where we're at and that we found each other through our common goal of wanting to be healthier because that's where we're at today is planning a wedding, having a house, and just being so family-oriented. And, you know, it's just, it's been a good ride. Same, girl. Same. <laughs> So I want to preface what the next episode will be about. It will be a raw update on how we've been doing with our weight since our very first episode. And with that, we will basically share our weigh-in with you for that week. We will go over our measurements, how our nutrition has been since that first episode, any downfalls that we've had, any successes that we've had. And we will also give each other advice on what we can do to move forward and keep pushing forward as well as give you all advice on things that have been working for us. So we're excited to get to update you all on where we've been since the first episode. Thank you everyone for being here. Now please continue to rate, subscribe, and give us feedback. 
Apparently, you can give us feedback and rate our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, or CastBox. So to provide us feedback, please go to one of those two when listening to our podcasts, and it'll allow you to leave us feedback there. We wanted to provide you all with a tentative schedule of where we will be in terms of releasing episodes for you all. So since we're just beginning, we're going to be releasing episodes about every two weeks. This came a little bit sooner than we were planning to because we were behind and we wanted to provide you with our second part of our love story and for it to hit on our anniversary date. So that was the reason for that. But moving forward, we will be doing episodes every two weeks and they will release on Friday mornings around 11 a.m. So please stay tuned for our next episode date which should air for you all on may 14th of 2021 again thank you for listening to the mortal love podcast we love all of our listeners and and we're happy that all of you are here thank you we cannot appreciate you enough for sticking around and listening to our nonsense (laughs) he meant to say content if you liked our podcast make sure to click that subscribe button on the platform of your choosing if you would please smack us with a five-star rating and leave a review Constructive feedback is always appreciated as we want to be our best for you. If you would like to follow our journeys, please feel free to follow us on our social media platforms. I will include our public social media handles in the description of our podcast. Thank you again and we hope you tune in to our next podcast. And remember, there's always more to love with Carla and Caleb, so please don't forget to subscribe. Bye! Bye.